AKA Radio. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kokoro. I'm sorry. Let me start over again. Fuck up. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another issue of Kokoro Radio. It is me, your fabulous and stunning. What is that? Father, is that you in the background? No. It is. Okay. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another issue of Krakoa Radio. It is me, the Dowager of Table Night, the very toit, the very luscious Just X Henry, with my fellow co host, Black Word. Hey, Table uh, table Dusk. Keep it cute, keep it sweet. Also, my fellow co host, the Wind God Vante. Hello, 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 guys. Table, whew, table day in this bitch. Good to be back with all my fellow co-hosts. Hope to have a good show. And of course, he needs no introduction. Dr. Showtime. Your favorite top is here. The winner's table representative representing Table Dawn out in this motherfucker. We have a seat changes over here. Keeping it cute. Letting the girls know we don't keep <laughs> demons on our table. I know that's right. Uh, so today we are reviewing Sabretooth number four, X Force number 29, and X Men Red number four. But what we are not reviewing, Showtime, we like to. Oh, um, it's definitely a chop for uh, Wolverine patch number three. It's definitely a chop. For excellent number three, we ain't reading those books. It's a chop on both of them. Don't ask us about them. We ain't telling you about them. Don't read them. Yeah, we definitely not reading excellent. Excellent is definitely ass. Like, I'm not reading that. I'm sorry, Mr. Allred. Your work, your artwork really is disturbing to me. Um, your talent, just not the kind of talent I look for. Sorry listen, to say that. Listen, actually, I saw my spirit. Don't be sorry. And if you bitches have an issue about it, please say something. Um... I'm tight right now, and I will say it out loud that I will slap the fucking dog shit out of you. I don't care who the fuck you are. Editorial director, (laughs) former editorial director, I will beat the fuck out of you. I don't fucking care. I don't like losing my cool. I try to keep it cute. I was raised to gut niggas. That's all. And that's coming from a nigga who's not the Jamaican one. The Jamaican one didn't say that. I did not say that. Listen, my whole can't come from Philly. I will fuck you up. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Do not let my fucking master's degree, my bachelor's degree, how cute and funny I get. I will beat you with a fucking bat. I don't give a fuck. Tell my agent I said it too. He's really right now. Play with me. I want to see it happen. Play with me. Play with me. Play with me. Play with me. I love games. You are not the baddest bitch in the room. And if you want to meet her, his name is Stephen Underwood. Pew, 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 pew. And this is why he's making us any better. He's from Planet This is why. People really just—it's the most annoying quality of the internet that people will get cute and sweet and soft talk out the side of the mouth like you can't slap the shit out of them. Like it's not just a trip. I will make a trip. Someone had found out a few years ago actually that I will make a trip up to Newark just to fuck you up. Came straight from South Jersey and said, "If I see you, I'm gonna stab you." What did you do though? Not that. 
Yeah, because really we can don't. take these spanks off and show up and 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 take this out back. Maybe, we don't have to do you. this. Yeah, that's one thing I will say. Like, I really don't before all that. Like, making idle threats on the internet. One guy did that to me recently, and it's like literally like I bump it to him. I want him to swing. I want you to swing. Like, you should never said you gonna beat my ass. You just closed my location on Twitter. My street address. Well, part of my street address on Twitter. You know where I live. I'm just like, if I see him, I want him to swing. If you're not going to swing, stop talking shit on the internet. Because I'm not one of these little kids for play play. I was born in the 80s. I'm not for that shit. That shit would get you popped in real life. I don't do Twitter steak. I eat beef in real life. I'm not that person. Please leave me the fuck alone. Please leave all of us alone. That's just a PSA. Well, welcome a PSA. to KRKA Radio. Yeah, <laughs> where we, we don't play it, we will get in that ass. I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of people mistaking me for being like the nice and calm one. I, it annoys me because when people see like kindness and you are willing to understand, like a willingness to understand, they mistake that shit for weakness every single fucking time. And it's the most annoying quality because it prevents me from being able to do that in the future. Just a little bit more. Like my walls go the fuck up. I go, this nigga just fucking around with me right now. So I'm like into the situation hostile. And I get hostile people who don't need it to, like, who don't need that kind of energy. And then you turn around to other situations like Mikel fucking Street. I'm, I'm not doing, I don't have any PR reasons not to say you a fucking bitch. You a fucking bitch. You know what you just tried to do? Do it the fuck again. Coming to you in the middle of a conversation just to add the extra spice of shit. And then they go like, I'm from ballroom. I can, most people in ballroom I've seen, I'm gonna be real, got their ass beat. If you didn't have a brick in your purse or a knife in your pocket, you'd have your ass beat. Try me. I'm not like these bitches on Grinder. I'm not Jay Jordan. What's on the docket for today, Henry? Uh, today we are doing uh, X-Force number 29. Uh, Sabretooth number four, uh, X-Men Red number four. <laughs> X-Men Red number four. Um, so let's, let's start with the, let, let's go, let's go, we'll do, we'll book in this, we'll put X-Force in the middle. We'll start with Sabretooth first because let's go to someone who actually understands oppression and playing in people's faces. Victor Laval, our talented, you know, writer of Sabretooth. Um, so let's start with our scores. My score for Sabretooth number Four is a nine point five, easy. I give it a ten. Thank you. I also give it a nine point five. I'll take a nine is fair. All right, so average score is nine point five. I can do that math in my head really quickly. All right, thoughts, concerns, accusations. So I love that Victor Lavelle officially announced that Third Eye is his favorite because it shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I asked him on Twitter what his what like because he officially went full in like with the hoodoo um, and like the references that you know Third Eye is a reference to being a conjure man. Uh, he's an arcane assassin, but like he he be using that left hand for some shit. So I just asked like past like what what does he put on his altar? Um, I'm gonna pull this up real quick because it was really sweet and like it was really early in the morning. Victor did not have to answer me, but Victor, I guess, is having fun with ex Twitter why he still has their love because you know those niggas will turn you in a heartbeat. He's had a glass of water, especially if you're black. Ooh. Especially if you're black. Oh, they can't wait. They're waiting. They're waiting. 
It's gonna be the second volume. As soon as he gets a full continuous run, it's gonna be some bullshit. Uh, right. A glass of water, a white candle, flowers. He he specifically said that they would change the flower kinds like periodically. A slice of cake, a jar of honey, and a tumbler of gentleman jack. Ooh, gentleman jack, he a freak. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I understand. Witchy boys, the spiritualists, they got some great dick. I recommend fucking at least really? one witch. I recommend really? fucking one witch oh. in your lifetime. At least one witch in your lifetime. It will, like, literally everyone has said, like, it changed my fucking life. I fucked the witch, and then, like, they changed my entire inner world. I started having more mental confessions to myself. And not, like, an Instagram witch. Those motherfuckers who be charging you, like, $80 for a reading. Uh, go with, like, one of the people who are actually about their shit. Like, who are deep in their craft. They know their shit. Really? Okay. You never fucked a witch before? Not to my knowledge, I'll be also like, like I'm a very spiritual person, and I do definitely believe in that shit. So like, I'll be like, I don't be with play play with like spiritual beings or spiritual people. Like I don't mm-hmm. play any faith. But like, I've never, to my knowledge, because like, so like when I was in high school, this guy, um, I think he was a black. Okay, I will say this. I will say it's really fucked up. I think he was a black okay witch. Hmm. He was like he was like practicing Wiccan, not. Oh, I don't mean Wiccans. Um, I'm not talking about Wiccans. I, I'm talking I, I about know, the hoodoos. I know, friend. I know, friend. I know what you. The mean, root man. workers, the conjurement. The... You trying to put a curse on me? <laughs> no, the dick is actually a blessing. The and dick is actually a blessing. But why Wiccans. Is that why I have HIV? Because he put a curse on me. You know, friend. <laughs> 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 we are joking but Henry doesn't know that like it's like when someone gave me my mentions and said is there a curse I could a hex a hoodoo can build I can give me that I can get like my child support and I was like you're joking but and then someone else like a few of them came in and like yeah we have a lot of things for that they, it's so like, beautiful they, but like he put he tried to put a curse on me so I was like okay so like I never play with like spiritual people anyway but like like playing their faces or whatever but I just was like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. But I know, like, learning through, like, TikTok, like, the real people on TikTok who really are into hoodoo and, like, the spiritual shit, like, you know, like, like magic all, like, everything has a cost. You kind of can't be, like, playing with that shit on general purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, like, I, like, he may have, but, you know, that guy's life is a sham, the one that tried to curse me. So I guess, you know, like, playing with magic. Funny- the funny thing about this, Henry, is that on Twitter, both Showtime and me said, look out for magical anthropology featuring us all uh, as a joke. And then look at it. That's power manifestation. That's power of word. You know, yeah. that's also my OC's power. Um, and I'll be dropping this. I'm going to say now I'm dropping a Hellfire Gala look. Um, it'll be coming soon, maybe in two weeks. So uh, I made my, my character's power called Power Word because, you know, I'm a writer. It's so cute. Um but fundamentally, yeah, I'm going to give y'all some tidbits. No one can curse you or hex you who you don't believe has the power to. There's a dual meaning to that. If you don't have no faith in them, they can't do shit to you. But also, if you know you don't have it coming, right? You he was like, do something. He was, he was just like, I, he was just like a hateful, like he was, he, 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 was a, he was a sissy too. And um, he was just like real hateful and just mad at the world. And I forgot, I was in a relationship with someone that he was in friendship with. And like years later, he like apologized for being so mean to me or whatever. But like, what do you, I mean, I mean, like, I'm not saying your apology is not accepted, it's not. But it's like, 
I didn't do anything for you to warrant a anything from you. So like you even trying to curse me over the fuck you thought you tried to do, like was asked because I ain't do shit to you. So I don't know why we even here any fucking way. But I digress. But I find that like I generally don't um I think I smoked so much weed this morning already. Well, you were just drawing up the reference to like Wicca and stuff, and it's important because I think yeah, like, the yeah. instrument of this issue was that like Victor did something fundamental, which I think a lot of black folk can relate to, which we all have some relationship with the spirituality and like spiritual shit and magic. And I like that he didn't take the time to explain it in this issue. Like, and even just me asking him the question, because I'm like, I know the terminology you're using, I know you practice on some level. Uh, and it showed out. It just shows that you never really know who does what, what things have stood the test of time. And this, I'm going to say, like, I get really touchy myself when people like do that. I don't like atheists. I'm going to be real. I don't like atheists a lot because they tend to do that thing where they try to invalidate other people's faiths. Like, and I'm like that faith has, faith isn't useless. It has its uses in like helping people get through things and helping people overcome things that they otherwise did not know they had the power to overcome, right? Like, we have, as Black folk, especially we got some Caribbeans up in here, like Haiti, they used the bankroll of African spirituality to overcome white supremacy and to overcome their masters. That's historical. The the roots of not just voodoo, but hoodoo and everything in between in the slave uprisings, like, is all throughout the textbooks. It's right there in, in, the, in the oral traditions. Um, and so I don't really condone that, but when people see that I'm like college educated or how quote unquote smart I look, uh, which is not a hearing or there, people enhance intelligence in me as a virtue, but I don't see intelligence as a virtue is not, it's just how people can like measure how much they can use you for. Um, they try to do that thing where they bond with me by down crying at it. And I don't ever condone that, especially when I'm like, I might not practice as fluently as I should, but I do believe and have faith in those spiritual forms. Um, I do believe in ancestor worship. And I was raised Jehovah's Witness. So I know what it's like when like motherfuckers do wild shit at you just because you walked up and invited them to church. I had, I've seen people sick dogs on my aunt and uncle right in front of me because they knocked on their door and asked them, hey, would you like to come to our community thing? We have food there. We have all these opportunities. We also give scholarships to kids um, if they're going to college. But just like you don't have to commit to anything. You just stop by and when and they sit the dog on them. And that's my most and that's my biggest memory of like when you talk about like Christians discussing like people oppressing them. I'm like, y'all not oppressed. I have seen what oppression looks like. And maybe I, it was because of the duality of my my family being black and Jehovah's Witnesses that they thought they could do that. But I don't enjoy it, and it's not my favorite thing to see people do. So that's why I, I'm ha- always happy to see like African-inspired or African-led spirituality centered in any work, even if it's like realistic fiction, like P Valley or in this book, because yeah. I think it's important to center us without having to explain. Oh, this is a certain kind of spirituality, and it's magic, and it's fantasy because people believe in this shit. Like it's not. It's not a dead thing. It's Ms. still a lot. Speaking of P Valley, shout out to Miss Mercedes for getting that coochie licked up on. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her. Discover your sisters. And Miss Teak. Teak, Teak. I'm going to be real. It definitely gave a DL hookup because they were so stiff. Yeah. He was such a, yeah, was such a stiff bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you bottom all masculine? That's not fun. 
The yeah, mask, 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 mask bottoms. Oh god. Ew. What kind of fresh hell is that? Can't even call also, it. Also, for mask tops. Mask for mask anybody in general. You can keep yeah. it. See, I need some feminine energy when I'm getting fucked because I got fucked on Monday. And I got fucked by Butch Queen. And, <laughs> and um, he's in ballrooms. And he fucked me so good. He was so nasty. He was so nasty. Let's talk about it. He was so nasty. So, like, he's like, so I'm like, bend over his couch and he's eating my pussy because it's really good. I, I this is for you, Orion. This is for you. Uh, <laughs> Orion, listen up, baby. This is for you. We give you chips. And he was like, the whole time he was like, what you looking away for? Look at me while I eat it. I had like, I had my head back. I was. <laughs> and he was eating it like his beard was all soppy and wet and and I got on his knees and I and I and I and I and I sucked. And I and this is this little this most bottoms won't tell y'all this, okay? Bottoms don't like sucking dick. The ones that are fucking don't like sucking dick. And I'm gonna tell you Boo. why. I'm gonna tell Boo. you why. I'm gonna tell you why. We don't like sucking dick because a lot of y'all <gasps> deserve it. True. Some of y'all do deserve it, though. Let's be clear. Some of y'all do deserve it, but a lot of y'all niggas don't deserve head. Because y'all don't eat pussy right. So why am I going to suck dick and waste my energy? That's I'm just saying. You see what I'm saying, Showtime? I'm not yes. saying that I don't like yes. to suck dick because I love sucking dick. Like, you eat me right, I'm going to suck that motherfucker. It's a but, quid pro quo, you know? Yes, yes, friend, thank you. But the way he ate my... Baby, I'll tell you, I got on my knees and I slobbed and spit and choked and gargled. I had spit all over my bed, all over my chest. The spit was dripping so much on my well, face. I was well, just well, jerking well, off. Okay. Do it, but, but I don't give niggas the thrusty like that. I don't. Because niggas don't deserve it. I you know... Like it's so beautiful knowing that like we have so many episodes out now that we know our fan base loves when we talk like this. <laughs> we, they love to hear us like this. And, you know, while, as we're, while, while we're speaking on it, tops also like to suck dick. They, yes. And, and, and they like, tops that like to suck dick. Okay. He was, he was tugging on my dick and pulling on it. And then, like, and then, like, he didn't you know. I love the thing that tops do when they got me uh, on my back, on my legs, up and eating ass, and they go up and lick, lick the gooch and the balls and then, and then lick the shaft. Whoo, child, electricity. I be feeling like storm in that motherfucker. Mr. A lot of y'all shouldn't else. be sucking balls, though. A lot of you guys don't know the proper process to suck some yeah, balls. And, like, really there's really a really technique. Really like, like, that hurts, yeah. like, so easily. Yeah, that's and actually kind of painful. You need to know how, like, buffer your tongue right. Like, So if you can't roll oh. your tongue, I would say, like, you can't bend your tongue a little bit. You don't know how to, like, buffer it. There's a lot of techniques you can use, but some people just don't got it. And it's it's more caressing and less sucking because sucking hurts. I will say that sides... And see, that's why I never understand Henry talking down at sides because sides are masters. The whole point is being able to take foreplay and to turn it into a pleasurable sexual experience mm-hmm. on its own because right. bottoming hurts. Bottoming like telepathy is a painful power to have. <laughs> and like... And so it's just a good realization that, you know, pain doesn't have to be... Isn't that the conversation that's on the timeline today as we're recording? We're recording on Sundays, y'all, so this is, like, the the third. So, just so y'all know. But the topic on the timeline today was a conversation about, like, should it hurt? Like, straight people asking for help. And I've done that before. I've helped straight people 
I, like some straight people, I've been in a Discord chat and they asked me, I was like, they said, I've never, guys ask me for email all the time. I don't know what to do. I don't understand it. I was like, oh, here's some basic, these are the basic principles of what to do. But you really should, Rinse as a straight woman. Yeah, but I'm like, they don't. They don't know that. Lube. They don't know yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of them think that uh, it's not, it's it's not a vagina. It doesn't lubricate itself. Yeah. Like, what? They don't and know they, that. And they always <laughs> think that, you know, they say spit, or they might just try to transfer a vaginal juices of like, oh, you know, I'm lubed up already. She was wet as fuck. <laughs> I can just no. go over and go, no, you can't, baby. The way to do that doesn't don't, hurt. Don't go from ass to vag. Don't don't do yeah, that. Don't, like, yeah, that's a yeast infection. Yeah, that's a yeast infection. Don't y'all can't go. I'm not doing emotional labor for straight people. Fuck them. Y'all figure it out. We're not, we but I've done it before. This is the only time I'm doing it. And I realize just how much I don't understand. But I'm like, being aside, it's all about realizing that, you know, our bodies maybe not aren't built for that. It's a secondary mutation, you know? It's a secondary mutation. You gain that power over time. But I'm a, I'm a side top, which means everything is on the table except bottoming. I'm a verse side. Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a side doesn't... bottom. I'm a side bottom. I will eat ass, but I, you not. I'm not talking my dick in you. Y'all can go on to get that. Showtime want to invalidate my experience. So, what's confusing about a verse side is that somebody mm-hmm. who's a side prefers to have non-penetrative forms of sex, whereas somebody who's verse enjoys both aspects of penetrative sets. So it's those are my mutant ability is called power me. word. I can bend reality and make words mean anything I want them to. Cool. <laughs> okay. It's good can't Not lose enough. and I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Your mutability Your mutability is can't I heard a rumor. That, that shows how gay you are. I heard You're a rumor. <clears throat> I've not watched Umbrella Academy. I've not watched it. Listen, listen. Oh, you I don't see, know her. Believe what they said on TikTok already because my girl Allison, it was not a good season to be a Negro. <laughs> it was not a good season to be a Negro. It was not. It was not. Mm-mm. All right, Mm-mm. y'all, this is an X-Men podcast. It's an X-Men podcast, all- but Umbrella Academy <laughs> is inspired by the X-Men. That's the interesting thing. It clearly is. The comic of Umbrella Academy is inspired by the X-Men because their daddy is fucking Charles Xavier. He's fucking psychotic. He is a terrible dad, just like Charles Xavier was. Um, but we were discussing Sabretooth, you're right. My favorite scene is the scene of Oya reaching out. And, you know, third eye, black king, black excellent, reaching down and grabbing her hand and saying, it's okay, sis, I got you. But I also love... <laughs> uh, I also enjoy uh, Necra reminding us that she is a, a black queen. Yes. I was gonna say that too. Like, she I, sat down at the table and was like, "I have two black parents, so we're clear." Oh, according to some and people, she's not black because she doesn't have the features. That's not, well, no, that's, that's not that's how that works. That's, but okay, that's the artist's choice. And also, there are black people with Eurocentric features. Let's just let's just cut it out, okay? Let's cut it out. Cut it Try out. Try me, I can get petty too. <laughs> and you can be. You can have two black parents and have European ancestry causing yeah, your features exactly. to look that way. That's exactly. how fucking slavery worked. Right. It's an it's an artist's choice the way Necra looks. If not, if, if they say canonically that she is black and she's saying that she is black. Do you think Necra fits the angry black woman trope because she gets power from being angry? 
<laughs> I know this podcast is audio only, but if y'all could see my face right now. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Showtime got so upset. It was so funny. Oh. <laughs> but I love how this book is about a, a white character, but it's really so black. Like the first opening line is an Ida B. Wells quote. Like the way to right wrongs is to turn, to turn the light of truth upon them. Like, come on, Victor. Victor gonna show you. Victor gonna use that literature degree. Ooh. Me and Victor, I want to have whiskey with Victor. I want to drink whiskey with Victor. I thought it would be a fun conversation. Ooh. Me and Victor Lavelle in the same room. Oh, my God. We we get uh, a, cam- uh, not cameo appearance, but we get an appearance from uh, the Blue Ivy of the X-Men, uh, Bling. Mm-hmm. Great for her. Um... Fred Dukes, our um, and Shark beloved, Girl. You never see Shark Girl anywhere. <laughs> you never do. Fred Dukes being fine in this damn comic as usual, mm-hmm. with skin who looks significantly older than he's always looked. I'm he not sure why that. He always look old though. That's his mutant power, right? It's he, looks old. he looks a lot more uncircumcised than usual. Yeah, he normally just looks like an older teenager, bro. His but power now, really is being uncut. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Tarn is shaking it. <laughs> shaking it in his grave. His code name should be foreskin. Uh, <laughs> right. Wow. Tarn is shaking oh. it in his grave. Shout out to all my hoodies out there. Nothing but wow. love. Nothing but respect. Wow. Um, but I do want to talk about, because, you know, I'm the culture bitch up in here. I do want to talk about, like, the implications and the importance of what Victor did here. Because what Victor did, did throughout this comic book is that he made an argument for abolitionism, not using the worst offenders, but then positioning the favorable mascots of it. Especially Oya. Having Oya on this team immediately called into question the valid- validity of all three laws. And Third Eye especially. I'm happy they also revealed Third Eye was just telling these people to go watch the goddamn kids um and discussing like the very true real true marriage which is if a child grows up without love they grow up to become monsters or at least they become a product of a loveless environment um and i feel like that's important when you're looking at Sabretooth because Sabretooth definitely grew up in a loveless environment and like he's showing that here when everyone's talking about their growth their backgrounds how they grew up he's just like even the worst of it, Necra is like, well, I still have my grandma and my cousins. And he was like, well, good for you, bitch. Uh, I saw Showtime with his hand up. Showtime. So the <clears throat> very last page of this <clears throat> issue is a scene of Sabretooth breaking free of the pit. And it lit the, the only words on the page say, he is risen. When I tell you Dang, Neji, you thirsty? God damn. Sorry. Our God is awesome. God, The Christian allegory of he is risen being used for Sabretooth coming out of the pit while Krakoa watches over that. Biblical. I hope they bring him back as good. Victor Laval, all the things. Here's the thing. I love good Sabretooth. I love inverted saber too. He was one of my favorite characters, and I was sad to see him go. So I, oh, during Axis, yeah, yeah, during Axis, it's the only good thing coming from Axis. That and Mystique saying like "I love you to Nightcrawler," um, but yeah, like she became a good mom. <laughs> no, I, the child I, yeah. she refused to raise. 
that she she raised that white girl from uh from the south from but, but we should really talk about how, 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 how uh mystique is a colorist and only for her white child <laughs> except for mm-hmm. like adopted child because like it's always rogue this rogue that you sit here made her you sit here morphed yourself to this woman named Fox who's not a real person to ruin her and Gambit's relationship because you think Gambit is not good enough for Rogue. Everybody loves <laughs> motherfucking Rogue. No one likes Night. And, and, and I don't know why it's never addressed about how Mystique really does not engage with Nightcrawler, especially with this Immortal X-Men book going on. And it seems that every person on, on, the, on, the, on the council is going to get their like own issue at some point. Like their own like like mm-hmm. identify standalone issue. I'm really wondering if they're gonna really address Nightcrawler Rogue, Destiny's and Mystique's relationship because they really do dog the shit out of Nightcrawler and Nightcrawler mm-hmm. is biologically her child. I would be fair. I think Mystique has turned a corner. I think Nightcrawler, like they it seems like every issue we get is they like them working on it. And it's like Nightcrawler went through a lot of trauma because Mystique commanded him, but also Mystique was Defined in that era by like not being okay, right. and I think the argument that they made with Madeline Pryor is like you try to murder your baby, uh, but we forgive you. I think it'd be nice to have a little issue where like with Mystique addressing like I really fucked up. I'm sorry. Um, I really wasn't cool. Uh, we could work on it because like the whole reason Destiny's back is because. Of Nightcrawler, he voted in favor of her. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give you my vote because you're my mom, and I love you." Man, and he's like, Mystique was like, those kids "I did not see that coming." Parents have messed up ways. He'll still stick beside his his, his parents. And well, I mean, because I mean, it's and this is that is the church. I mean, that's the church. You know, but I don't know. It's just it's it's only so much church that's going to be in that because you're not going to keep treating me like some fucking redhead stepchild and then have me vote to get your gay wife resurrected. We say fuck them kids a lot, but what about fuck them parents? I'm very much fuck them parents. Fuck them parents. Legion, scream it. Scream it out loud, Legion. Fuck my daddy. Say like third eye did it. Legion comes up and um and puts his dick on the table against his daddy and be like, no, Charles, <laughs> you have me fucked up. I'm not even here for you. Move. So we also got more danger, uh, danger smut from this issue too that I really want to point out because we get we keep getting tastes of danger. We never get the danger we want though. Oh, I want to say too about Sabretooth before we wrap up. Are we about to wrap up Sabretooth? I mean, I think we're close, but I, I I could stand third eye for even longer if I'm if it's um, necessary. <laughs> I will like the little mention that they made of Birdie in the book. There's a, a little nod to Birdie about like there's a panel of you know, I took notes. <laughs> yes, we made the decision to take notes now that we're no longer reviewing the whole book because we process. forget things. Uh, we don't. <laughs> there's a part where like, like, like. Like he's in like some, like he's walking up on something. There's a gun on the ground, and then he goes by the gun, pick up the gun. It's a little, it's a little yellow birdie right beside it. And birdie just had that big ass gun. She was a telepath, mm-hmm. and she had that big ass gun. And Sabretooth killed her at one point. So it's like it's a nice nod to her. But I'm really hoping that birdie comes back because she is a mutant technically, and she can't be resurrected. So yeah. I'm really hoping that we get Birdie back again because I'm really like, I, cause that's that's like kind of like 
She's not like an Astra Bloom essential. But let me say this. She's an Astra Bloom character to some extent for me because she's an essential part of Sabretooth's story. Like Astra's essential part of Emma's story. But I really love to see characters like Astrid and other telepaths that are not Gene, Kwanin, Psylocke, or Emma Frost. That one boy who said his whole thing is that he's not a strong telepath, but he can see that uh, our baby boy Gabriel was losing his fucking mind. <laughs> right. I think Bert, I think Birdie needs another shot at Krakoa. Like I think Birdie'd be great on the on the Marauders. Just for shit and giggle. Well, I feel like we're about to get a Brotherhood comic, and I think a Brotherhood comic written by Victor Lavelle would go really well because he's a whole abolitionist, abolitionist stance and shit like that. But I think if I could put this warm in his ear, I was like, on this team, bring back Astrid Bloom. You, you're the person to do it. Bring back Astrid Bloom. Bring back Sab- uh, let Sabretooth lead it. Good inverted Sabretooth, or at least split his personalities if you want to. I'll be okay with it. You're fine. Um, let Third Eye on the team. What other evil person, quote unquote evil person, needs to be like retroactively reinstalled into this series? So very little known character, much in the same way that Astro Bloom is well known, but only in one story. Um there is a mutant who's a black woman whose name is Persephone, whose power is a weaker version of White Sword's power. Where she ah. can resurrect you and enthrall you. I need her back. Ah, I miss White Sword. Remember why I used to have him in the background? But also, the term for um, Astra Bloom is she's black famous. <laughs> black people yes. know and love her. Uh, yes. Maybe Little Bro also, because, you know, I love Little Bro. That NYX story was so bad, though. It was so bad, but he was such a standout because he's one of the few black telepaths confirmed. We're in the few confirmed black telepaths. Um, also, like, I've seen people even say to me before when I bring up Little Bro, I was like, oh, but he's on the spectrum. So he should, I'm like, that's not a good reason for you to say that. It's not okay for you to say that. And, like, I think right. that representation for Little Bro is more than possible in this fantastical sh- series about a bunch of different people who's technically coded to be on the spectrum. Storm has several mental illnesses. You can't tell me she doesn't. <laughs> several. There's a mood disorder in that at, girl. While we while we're at it, um, let's bring back triage. Thank you. Let's bring yes. back all of the black characters. Um, X Men Black coming soon. <laughs> X Men niggas. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, so what's that. next on the docket? Um, so we're gonna go, we're gonna, we're gonna go trash. Uh, let's do X Force number twenty nine because we could mm. I'm saving X Men Red for last. That's a whole conversation. But uh X Force 29 is next. I didn't read it. Six. Six and a half. I think I really did. I think I really gave up on X Force, so I can't uh put any labels back and so that's not a, yeah. So Robo Baby attacks all the mutants and eats their brains wait, wait, and thereby gains their powers? Question mark? I just say I I, I I give it a seven. It's about the Robo Baby. Uh, it's not even a Robo Baby. It's like this Rebo helmet came alive and went around eating people's heads and taking their powers with each head it eats. So it's like a. Oh, 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 I forgot to put my notes. I'm so sorry. You'll be able to rewind that. We never talked about how they actually had finally disclosed why everybody ended up in the pit. 
I, I think I brought it up. I think I brought up um the third mm-hmm. eye. Third eye got thrown in because he was telling these niggas to raise their kids. Which yeah. I'm gonna be real. That's a fucked up reason to throw someone in a goddamn pit. That's so fucked up. Everybody, but the point that they made is that if you are, if you are uh, raising, causing good trouble, as um, what's his name used to say, Um, Lewis. What's how was his name? Congressman Lewis, who passed away. Okay, y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, John Lewis. Thank you, John Lewis. I'm like, I know his name starts with a J, and I can't remember it. like causing good trouble and shit, and you the ones that you gonna throw them in jail or in the pit because they had the audacity to say, "Well, maybe y'all shouldn't just abandon your children. Yeah, maybe like, raise them." Even like the way, like, like I really, you know, because Madison Jeffries is white, so I just really thought he did something really insidious. He tried to incorporate. This is the thing that's really crazy. He tried to incorporate danger into Krakoa. Which also may not have worked because Warlock is also integrated to Krakoa, which no one knows. Um, but Krakoa rejected her as a part of, like, you know, not respecting the land. But I find it really strange because y'all really will let that kind of level of technology escape when y'all are in the man machine war right now. Yeah. And you guys use technothoronics for everything. We can't right, escape I- that shit. It used to be so cool. Now I'm kind of annoyed by it. Because what they should have did was give, they should have just gave Danger the Westchester estate and was like, look, because of the issues with you and Krakoa, we can't make you work in Krakoa, but we can put a gate exclusively right to you for complete training. You are, you will be the Danger house. And I would... you, and they, 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 because like, because the thing is that like, Danger's also currently going on in Wolverine right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm just like, y'all really, y'all, Krakoa, we starting to see shit we don't like. It's given an industrial prison complex. I don't like it. It's also like really implied here because of what Third Eye was thrown to the pit for that you're not allowed to protest. Like basically, what he did was like activism. He walked up to these people and went, "This is the ramifications of your actions. See the future, know it, and act accordingly." They made a decision not to have them name kids afterwards, which is. Just a contraceptive. And so it got into the really fucked up situation where like someone did something as a form of activism and was thrown into a pit for it because it wasn't your preferred form of activism. And yet breaking into the five and resurrecting someone forcibly is permitted, not by council members, by children. And you say, well, they're kids. You threw Oya into the pit. I wonder like how like Krakoa is managing abortion laws because there seems, are no abortions on Krakoa. <laughs> that, that baby sitting in the waiting room waiting for people like oh so I'm, I've been aborted. Hmm. Hmm. I've been aborted Coming for that years. ass. It is like it's, like if y'all not if y'all not going to like because oh, this is this let's let's we can, we can find, we can go really messy with this. You can literally be asked to be resurrected without reproduction functions like i don't want to be able to produce any children i want to i want to be i want to be but like would you would you go down into the pit because you asked to be resurrected without the ability to like make more children i don't want to like conceive any children so like you just like yeah that would be an interpretation of that law yeah it sounds like it's 
It's very gray. Because technically, you can help make more mutants by helping raise other people's other people's children. Stephen, I'm so sorry. You had a circuit party. I think this is it. Listen, the circuit party for last week was going to be for this week, and the circuit party was about the ramifications politically for the uh, fact that Krakoa is a national is nationally recognized by the UN, which means that in war times they cannot perform specific actions. Um, but this kind of ties in loosely because the political ramifications of make more mutants removes bodily autonomy, and that's why yes. I think um, Ways of X was getting that is that. By mandating in law the creation of more people, more mutants, you are, in fact, creating an environment that says that the act of not procreating is against the law. Right. Remember, like, when Rogue and Gambit had their conversation about, like, not wanting to have children, and are they treasonous for not wanting to have... Rogue was like, I don't want to have kids. Like, I'm good. Like, but because... That's how I... Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's how I believe that the Chimera thing could be integrated because it sounds like an easier solution to the non mutants who don't want to have kids is just let them donate their DNA to a Chimera. Right. That's not a kid. That's not technically a kid of yours. That's clones by definition under the new statutes are dictated as their own individuals unless the originator accepts them as a part of their progeny. So it's a found family situation, sort of. They're still technically biologically related, but like similar to how Connor Kent is the son of Clark Kent, but he actually just said, nah, fuck that. He's my brother. Like how Laura Kenny is confusingly a Wolverine clone, but not. Yeah, because her mother is, her mother is their mother used her DNA in the in, in the with Wolverine. Yeah, Sarah Kinney mixed in her DNA because the DNA that they had of um, Logan, the Y chromosome was damaged. It's some confusing bullshit that doesn't make sense when you apply real life science. Listen, there was a whole thing where, like, first I thought they grew her in like a tube, and then they was like, "Oh no, she was inseminated into Laura's mother, and Laura's the mother carried her to term, and you know." Go read Cerebro. <laughs> Go listen to Cerebro. They have a whole episode yeah, about it. Yeah. Go do the spiral over at Cerebro. Chop. That's a funny episode. Connor and Jordan had me weak. I was fucking dead. And we were allowed to talk about it because Jordan is black. And so he, they, sorry, they fit in here. Jordan fits in here. <laughs> Jordan, we are here for you. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Um, we were talking about X-Force. Oh, yeah. We got so distracted by a better comic that we completely forgot about this one. Um, yeah, the the focus on um, uh, Quentin Quire being a different type of uh, Omega-level telepath. Gowns. Beautiful gowns. I still haven't scored this shit. I give it a six, but, like, gowns. I still don't know Locked what the gowns. fuck he's the Omega of. They won't say it. <laughs> I feel like power. his telepathy is... Omega in that he's how he's creative in using it. I think that was what they were implying here is that he's not necessarily smarter. He's just he's got an Omega level tele, um, imagination. Yeah, I know uh, that he has. A, they said like he has a um, hyper intuitive mind, which means that his brain can function like an AI system. He can run 
so much shit. <laughs> he made that. I won't downcry him. He made that entire telepathic reality that ran on his own, where he was mandating not just the sequence of events, but everything down to a cellular level he was in charge of. That's that's interesting. That's cool. I need them to say out loud what his Omega level ability is. I will say this every single issue because I'm coming out the closet. I used to be a Quentin Choir stand. A radical statement mm-hmm. to say in this climate. Mm-hmm. If I were to have done a Cerebro episode as a guest, there's a time where I might have been the Quentin Choir episode. And it's not because I'm an apologist. I would never say I'm a Quentin Choir apologist. He did all that shit. <laughs> he did all that shit. That was him. I just, I like villains who ask themselves, like, like you ask me my favorite character on Buffy. It's not Willow, it's Faith. You ask me which is superior show, I would say Angel. You ask me who's my favorite character on Once Upon a Time, I would say Regina Mills. I like villains who reformed and have to contend with the shit that they did when they thought they were okay. They thought they were going through their evil shit. I don't like it hand-waved. I don't like it erased. I don't like them going, it was an evil spirit that took over them and they made them do all No, I like it when people go, I fucked up. I was on some other shit a year ago and now I have to go deal with it. I need to go on my journey of redemption. That's why I like Hercules, the original Hercules narrative, because it's about he was forced to kill his family and then he had to go do the labors because he was like, I feel guilty for everything I did. I like that shit. Um, and I also enjoyed him being the little asshole in Wolverine and the X-Men. So seeing him here, I do enjoy a little bit of my Quentin Choir. I like a little pink haired, uh pink haired telepath. Judge me. Wolverine being balled up into a ball because his adamantium skeleton was <laughs> right. Because <laughs> Polaris's powers were used to bring his whole skeleton apart. It's a healing pack for this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> his claws were in it balled up. I said, oh, bitch, you can't do shit. But that's the funny thing about, like, I want to discuss what Quentin Quire did, though, because. That was low-key as fuck, but it was really impressive. He just bent adamantium. Mm-hmm. He's a really strong fucking telepath and telekinetic. Like, rigid. well, we know he's an Omega telepath, but, like, he's a really strong telekinetic also. Um, he just is, he goes about his powers differently than Gene does, which... He talks about it. Right, which they talk about, and... It's in the same way that Emma and Charles have the same powers, but they use them differently. So in this one week, we got multiple instances of the most powerful telepaths. I'm making air quotes, y'all. Between Xavier, Gene, and Quentin Choir. Emma's not in it, but Emma would never claim to be the most powerful telepath, but she's the best, most skilled by far. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why Jean always requires her when she needs help doing some extra tough shit. She's like, all right, I need the bitch that knows what she's doing. I just have the power. (laughs) Call in the surgeon, and I'll juice you up this entire time. That's the circuit, baby. (laughs) Oh, you know, if if Emma could get the option to be a Chimera, she's coming back with Jean Grey's abilities. Bar none. Bar none. But I find it so interesting that they do that with Quick and Quiet. 
I'll be flat out honest. It's a six because I enjoy Quentin Quire's parts so much. Because when the five and one were on their bullshit <laughs> and being little dickheads, uh, as you know, we like them to do, be assholes, um, and almost got their sister killed. And Quentin Quire pulled the fuck up and was like, I'm the best X-Men here. I could do all this shit, hyping himself up, knowing he can't. And then he did, I think he did Gene Gray's trick of turning into psionic energy but then didn't do it right or something, or just did it too much. Oh, that's the sad part. He did the thing he did in his original story. He turned himself into energy. And then uh, somehow deleted himself out of Cerebro. So he's not part of the backups anymore, so they can't resurrect him. Oh, we're going to miss him. I'm not going to miss him at all. Leave Quinn Choir alone. <laughs> he may be awful. But he had the heart of this entire story. Honestly, did you read? Did you read Carrie more about his relationship with one of the cuckoos more, or did you read it for like Wolverine going about his antics? Did I read what now? Did you not enjoy his relationship with the cuckoo? That's me. I think it's Esme, right? Qu- Quintins. Yeah, it's Phoebe. Phoebe. I well, now it's Phoebe. It was previously. I think it might. Is it Esme? Which one's the evil one? He's fucking the evil one right now. Oh, Esme. He's dating Phoebe, but he was dating Esme uh, prior. All I know is one of them is definitely gay. (laughs) One of the cuckoos is definitely gay, and it's the one who loves Jean Grey. Yeah, the one who, like, dyed her hair like jeans, all red, and it's like, I hope you like it. She's... That's a lesbian. uh, Rachel Jr., yeah, bring, That's a lesbian. Bring back, bring back the cuckoos that had their own looks. I miss those cuckoos. When they, when people hated it. I found out. You listen to the Cerebro episode, they talk yeah. about people hating it. I didn't. I liked it. It was very, like, three-in-one, Hecate. I liked it. Well, those people that Part of what the, makes them like interesting to me is that they're... that they are interchangeable, but they're not. I think it spoke to the moment they were in where they would say all seeing other individuality because they realized they would never be the five-in-one again. And so they're like, we can't keep pretending. It's not as weird to see a triplets as it is to see five identical girls living the same. They have to rebrand, all right? They had three girls. That's the power of three right there. They had to go for the Hecate thing. It's all about branding, Showtime. Didn't Connor teach you anything? It's the brand. God, this why there's four of us. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the hive mind makes more sense when they're interchangeable. I feel like people who like them looking all the same like twin sets porn. And I feel... <laughs> I mean... I don't like twin sets porn. That's gross. It's, I mean, didn't one of our baby boy telepaths date all five of them at the same time? That's thick. Oh, about, uh, Cable? Oh, Cable. Cable dated all five of them at the same time. Though he I will accept... With... I accept Connor's so... explanation of like he took them out and treated them nicely like on individual dates so they can get away from each other and have different stories to share with each other, but he only liked one of them. I will accept that explanation. Huh? That's Esme. Who in the room? The hero. That's Esme. The hero one. That's Sophie, though. Sophie is the hero. Esme was the one that that, um, was on... The one who sacrificed herself? That's who Cable was dating. No. The one who died to Quentin. That was Sophie, but it's Esme that he's did that uh, Cable is dating. Esme was the we'll one. We'll get that back killed, to y'all in the tweet later. We gotta figure that out. These girls confuse the fuck out of everybody. 
but no, Quentin died. It was sad. Hopefully he'll come back, stop doing that fucking psychic tank shit. I get it. It's how he displays his powers. It's because he's so powerful with his brain that he can make intricate machines rather than just weapons. Whoop-dee-doo. I know I don't like that aspect of his powers either. I don't like it. I like it when he picks one thing and it's not a fucking gun. You don't need a gun. You don't need one. But he has to have his own manifestation of his power. Like Betsy Braddock has the uh, sword and shield and the butterflies. Conan has the dagger. It's um, hers now. Her, her knife, or knife and dagger. Um, Emma Frost turns into diamond, and then she's also a bad bitch. Um, Emma's the only one who has a weapon. Jean made an axe, I think. Yeah, and several swords. Charles has cerebro. Um, Jean has the Phoenix Force. So does Rachel. Third Eye has his eye. Everybody has their own. Yes. I have a theory. have their own signature. I have a theory. Mm -hmm. So I think that when Quentin got access to the Phoenix, he actually saw the Green Lantern universe, and this is Shade. Because <laughs> Quentin's a shady bitch. He's like, oh, let me show these girls how it's supposed to be done. <laughs> Tell, telepathic constructs, bitch. Right. Beautiful. The shade. It's nothing but she's like, girl, Ryan Reynolds, who? Daughter, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> it's, 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 really, it's really Green Lantern shade, but that's what it really is. But that's why I kind of like, am mad at it, but not mad at it. I just think it needs to be colored differently. Maybe it's the pink of it all. I think I think I think the pink of it all is bothering me too. I like if it was like, cause I think it's like pink is always associated with Jean Grey. So like me seeing pink uh, telepathy or whatever is like really bothering me. Um, I, I expect his to be green for some reason, but maybe that's just me. For envy, yeah, uh, he's surprised by his envy. Jean's to be green more than I would his to be green. I don't know. I'm used to a gene with pink, pink, so I get it. Um, but yeah, maybe the color difference might do something. Maybe if he just went full out psychedelic with how he did his powers, maybe because he's he's, he's, he's a reference to Catcher in the Rye. He can't go green to look like Hellion, right? Who gives a fuck about Hellion anymore? One child. Maybe, maybe they need to make like a conversation around. Maybe the pink is because he's a mega level, and because Hellion's out of mega level uh, telekinetic. Why he's green? I like to imagine that all the Scions in Krakoa have a group chat or a club meeting every month to discuss branding with each other, just so that no one gets them all confused. You know, like, okay, girl, you got the butterflies and shit, and you got the <laughs> Phoenix Fire, and you got, Betsy, you got the icicles. <laughs> okay. Betsy looking at Quentin. But Quentin is branded. He has an Omega symbol on everything that he does. Yeah, but he doesn't make it like shine around him like he should. You know, I don't think he's selling it. I don't think he's committed. To he should have a mega halo. He just walk around a mega halo and just call, like, he should. Mega, like symbol over his eye or something. He's doing that glasses thing, but that's dumb and I don't like it. You know what he should do? He should get like an omega symbol like drawn on his face, and then that would kind of like be permanent. Then we can stop with the other shenanigans. You know, there's lots of different options. We'll come back to it, Quentin. You know, your second resurrection. We'll we'll lay out actually no, that's your second. Your 99th. His his key heart is dead. He must get the next one free. Put on the doctor, like the rebranding of Quentin Choir. How the rebranding of Quentin Choir? That's gonna be the next. We're putting it out there. This is the name of the episode: the rebranding Quentin Choirs. Right. 
it's funny. This is exactly how my staff meetings go at the agency. Is we're all on a Zoom link is discussing ideas. <laughs> what if we did a Twitter campaign and we just had one thread when there's multiple verified accounts going down, just talking about Kid Omega? Let's put that into that. the doc. <laughs> I think we milked this uh, this uh, content uh, for this comic more than it's actually worth. Just talking about Quentin Choir and. That's all you need. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. To the meat and potatoes, we doing this. We do about to do X Men Red number four. We got to do this. Are we about to? Yeah, we about to. We don't want to think about this anymore. I want to forget everything except for Quentin Quire's contributions, honestly, because that's all I really care about. It's seeing and, and, how and, and Sage being clocked in. Sage being clocked in. Sage stays clocked in at all fucking times. Overtime, over capacity. She's not even overtime. She's salary. <laughs> I stand right. our maybe Persian queen. Might be Persian. Oh, might be Persian. Mm-hmm. The sage, the sage, the sages of sunset. We're going to talk about who Quentin should have been learning from. It wasn't Jean. She was talking to the AI brain herself. Yeah, talk to Sage. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I can run. T- she can run PlayStation Four on her brain. Mm-hmm. She's playing Zelda on her brain in every conversation. Breath of the Wild, exactly. Queen. All right, so let's get to the thing we actually want to talk about. <laughs> Henry, Mister. All right, so actually, we're at number four. What are our ratings? I'm going to ten. Go ten. Ten. I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't they didn't I, I wasn't I was busy and then I went to the comic store and then they didn't have it in my profile so I forgot oh, about friend. it. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself. Girl, go to the link. We're <laughs> so sad for you. <laughs> Bitch. This issue was to die for. This issue was to die for. I literally died twice. Go ahead. And now, That's fine. Um, Go ahead. Damn, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil you because it's so good. It was so good. Go it was so good. It's, it's the crown jewel of the Destiny of X. It really is. Because now they went, you know what? We're too much of a bad bitch for our mortality. All right, so the reason why we gave it tens, and as soon as you know as you read it, you're gonna give it tens across the board as well. Is the big development on top of everything else that happened was that Magneto uh-huh. and Storm officially relinquished their their uh the rights to resurrection. They officially went um basically that to be of Araco and to show they're committed to it, they had to live by his laws. It was a political ploy. It wasn't anything. They were just being 110% honest. Is that if we are saying that we are championing you people, we're leading you, and that we stand for you, and that we are your allies, but also we're trying to integrate with you, we are going to live by your laws. You guys don't fuck with resurrection. You guys don't see it for it? Fine. Me and Storm will no longer be resurrected. Okay, if we see, die on a rock, Storm, home, we'd be buried you know, on a rock. Was, um, I'm a little. Yeah. Okay. Mm, no, if you read it, Magneto yeah. makes a, a compelling argument as to why he's with the shits too. 
Because the thing that, like, mm. the thing that in this argument, Storm is not there, which we will also talk about where Storm was, which is also another gag. <laughs> a lot happened in this issue. It was also the gag, but Magneto was there in the council speaking for him and Storm and said very mm-hmm. clearly clear <laughs> that, like, oh, we'll play by y'all rules. We, we not, we're never scared. Like, I survived the Holocaust, bitch. Like, you can't tell me shit about, like, fear and death. And then she looked at, he looked at Iska, and I saw you just my student, you bitch. When my back was turned, I'll fuck you up right now. No, he's just, you know, he's just speaking. Because <laughs> Iska was like, I can't lose. Let's go, sis. I want to see it happen. But I love the energy. <laughs> Magneto's point, though, was that even if you win, there's ways of losing. Yeah. So I will go find your sister. I'll handle her. <laughs> And then you're gonna live the rest of your lifetime without anyone, bitch. Try me. And we know Magneto will do it. He might die doing it, but he'll do it. And they <laughs> they had some good plot points with um uh, it makes me sad that they call him this with wrong slide. Yeah, that, that kind of broke my heart too. Yeah. But he's really, really deep and insightful. He's really deep and insightful, though. He rock slide had his first full sentences. He was like, he was just talking. It was like for a whole page. He wasn't just going, my name is... It would have been like, I've been fully coherent this entire time. Um, I just been like letting y'all grieve, but I can talk. <laughs> um, right. And he basically talked about what it means to be alive and like his philosophy now that he's come back. He says, I walk around here and I'm just traumatizing people all over again because you just see me and you see who I'm not. But I accept who I am. And I accept the identity of what you guys call me because it's true. I honor the existence of this person who I never knew, who died before me. Know what it was? It was very Steven Universe. Uh-huh. Yes. It was very, yes. I'm I'm not Rose Quartz. And that's okay. And it's also okay when you see me, you feel something about her. And yet, I will also go forward with my life and operate as if I am my own person, because I am. And I think everything around me is a blessing, because for me to be alive, someone had to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's literally a rock, too, you know? <laughs> so the parallels is there. I feel like it's intentional now. I just thought that on the spot. I didn't think about this before. I, I 110% believe it's the Steven Universe reference. So um, Storm was called to, so while the Great Ring was called to a meeting together to <laughs> essentially discuss the fact that they have two Krakoans on the Great Ring, and what that means, and Magneto essentially saying, we give up our rights to resurrection by being on the Great Ring. While that was happening, Storm was had an emergency meeting, emergency diplomatic meeting that was called by the Shi'ar uh, with, the, <clears throat> with the rest of the Galactic Council, and everybody the fuck shows up except the Utopian Cree. <laughs> and Lactuka. <laughs> Lactuka said, bitch, I ain't coming. Galactic politics have nothing the fuck to do with me. Leave me alone. This shit is fucking ghetto. Like, <laughs> like this person can see the scope of the entire universe and says, I do not care. That is some powerful shit. <laughs> like, like, it should be Lactuka the, the unbothered because Lactuka's like, girl, that is a personal problem. I know little mamas is dead. I know little mamas is coming yes. back. So I know you're going to girl, go for me because I ain't going. It's like, it's like you know when you, you know when your mother sent you to your aunt's house for the family. <laughs> mm-hmm, 
But Storm, get off of me, because, girl, I ain't going to hear that shit. I already know what's going to happen, so do what you got to do, sis. And, and you teach Tyler, hit him in the, in the throat for me, please. So I know about your fucking spy. I know everything, T'Challa. Mind you, the, the great pretender's son-in-law showed up. Right. Everyone showed up like it was a big fucking there. deal. And Tuka said, don't bother me with this shit. Don't T'Challa bother T'Challa himself actually showed up representing the empire of uh, the galactic empire of Wakanda instead of his representative. These niggas actually showed up just to say, oh, by the way, um, Xavier Shi'ar mulatto child, we don't know where she's at. Listen, no, we know. She fucking died. <laughs> she died. She died. She's dead. And now we have a big fucking problem. <laughs> She's dead. We don't know if she, if y'all plan to bring her back or what. We're here to vote on whether or not she's coming back. And Storm says, Krakoans... <laughs> she said, Krakoans don't need your approval to live. So, so sounds like I need to go on If we're going to bring her someone. back, we're going to bring her back. So I only showed up to make a statement. <laughs> also, I didn't want to be involved in that con... Listen, Storm has been so fucking rude to bitches in last few issues. <laughs> she has been so fucking rude, and this is the version of Storm I love. She says, listen, I don't have to be a queen anymore, so I don't have to be thinking politically. I say what the fuck is on my mind. I don't like any of you bitches, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Political, these lightning nuts. Storm, uh, Storm said, mutant kind does not need your permission to live or to thrive. Understand that, and perhaps our miracles will surprise you less. Good day. <laughs> And pumped it out the room. Mama said, I'm not fucking with y'all. Mm-mm. I imagine her y'all walk out it. was giving Lolita um, during the supervillains ball uh, on Legendary. Um, I believe it's season yes. one. Yes. That little pump yes. break. <laughs> where she where she snatched that cape. Yep. Um, I, oh, I, my I, God. That energy. Uh, and the child had to walk her, watch her leave, knowing they broke up. Oh, that's also the villain. They broke up again. Uh, because of the gentle situation, which I appreciate they made it about gentle. We haven't seen gentle yet in X-Men Red, but they made it about gentle. Yeah, like... Storm said, bitch, you played it. You tried it. You you thought that you could send somebody and just lie to my face? State secrets aside, because we understand state secrets need to be state secrets. When it comes to my child? You lied to my face. So I was like, I'm literally the only bitch in your life that got your back, and you're going to play in my face? Said, go ask Nakia. It, it was very much that episode of Real Housewives when Nene was cussing out, uh, Brent was like, not Brent, was Brent, Brent, uh, yeah, Brent the older brother's name. Was... I got the other brother, but he was like, yeah. Sean and she was like, I'm hard on you. Bryson, Bryson. He's like, I'm hard on you. I don't actually take out the trash. I actually do nothing. I'm hard on you. You must be out your damn mind. You ain't found your mind. Let me know. <laughs> it was, oh, baby. Nah, because he was playing fucking games out here. Like literally, I have every reason to be fucking pissed. Every reason to be fucking pissed. Every reason <laughs> to be fucking pissed. I'd stab him. She probably should have stabbed him. I think she had a knife for her. She should have stabbed him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dead ass, she should have. Instead of that scene, that. that scene in Black Panther where she hit him with lightning, I feel like she should have stabbed him. <laughs> this she was an extra emphasis. 
He really tried the shit out of her. That fucking he really did. That fucking orb talking his shit. Like, if there's going to be a war, let it come. It's a, the, the undertone of that is that he would profit from war. He's an arms dealer. He wants a war right. so he can sell weapons. And the cuteness of it all, of like, you think you can say anything to me. <laughs> like, you run anything. You like, don't even so run a rock quick, I don't work for none of y'all. <laughs> I'm here to be nice. I'm here because I was right next right. to a portal when y'all called me. I'm here because right. sis stands me. I'm her hero. She looks up to me. None of you bitches. So, like, I'm here to be nice. This is a paid visit. It's a cameo appearance. I'm here to hug the little girl. Tell her she can be anything she wants to be. Uh, let her know her daddy ain't shit. Uh, but I still fuck with him. And walk the fuck out. And then I'm going to go to Wakanda and see old little girl. And then I'm going to go to hell and go see Tarn and say, I know you're a fan. So sorry you had to go, Tarn. Don't come back. Has made other than um, his fight with Nimrod and Omega Sentinel, has Magneto died before? I know they faked his death a whole bunch of fucking times. No, I think I think that was the only time he died in my memory was when he fought against Omega Sentinel. And because Nimrod. I know Storm also has not died other than the fall of mutants, but she was resurrected in the exact same issue she died in. They weren't playing. Listen. Playing with Storm is not a fun time, you know? I feel like Storm is going to cross by slapping the dog shit out, Iska. These are the two niggas that have never died before, technically. Mm -hmm. The best of the X-Men. That have that both said, yeah, now we're scared of death just like you are, but we're not going to have the, the insurance of being able to be resurrected. So we're just like y'all. What's good? Aura Serata was getting their asses. Aura Serata, I love seeing Aura Serata, she at the, the council meetings, because it's good just be talking to people any sort of way. And Aura was like, right. oh, you got comfortable when I was gone, bitch. Uh-uh. <laughs> None of this. None of this other shit. It was a legal fight. And you want to argue that using your gift of your weapon against other people is against the rules. You shouldn't be here. It's not our fault. You can't control your power. Right, period. And in fact, you should have been the one who did it. Period. Nope. Cry about that, sis. You want to go see your sister right. so badly, maybe you should just go. And I love that they pointed out that, or Serata pointed out that Araco's rule is, if you die and come back, that's cute for you or whatever, but like, we don't acknowledge that you came back. You're not real. I'm going to see that in action. So, I want to see them ignoring Roberto actively. <laughs> and the only the only technical Iraqis that um that fuck with resurrection are the white sword because that's literally his power. And they talk cash shit about nigga they can't beat. <laughs> right. They talk cash shit about him. Like, they can't beat his, his ass. Thing. We don't fuck with that nigga for real for real. But that's his shit. If y'all want to do that and go be feel free, go find the white sword. He's on Ameth. We're not fucking with him. I wonder, do they not like him, or do they just not respect his resurrections? Because they don't ever treat I them like they're real people. I think they don't res they don't respect his resurrections. Because he he just resurrects them over and over and over and over and over again every day. Because yeah, it's, not, it's his like, ass they can't beat. Like, that's the flat-out truth. Cannon fodder. Right. And I, I find it really funny how he fights. He says, you gotta fight these niggas before you even come to me. <laughs> 
said, we and don't fight there. Me, not only are you tired, but I'm also going to whoop your ass. And I was going to whoop your ass if you didn't fight those hundred niggas first. Anyway. Oh, do you think we'll get Storm fighting a uh, white sword? I hope you do. No. Death ain't going to let that happen. That's, that's, Jeff, that's Jeff's woman. Oh, Jeff want her so bad. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Hold on. Aura Serrata's words. Aura, Aurora and Magneto won in the circle, but did they truly fight? What cost will they pay to fight again? Krakoans have a place in the broken land, but we must decide if they have a place here. Aura must be spitting. I want to hate her so badly, but Aura be spitting. Like that's she's the first. She is the first person on the council to say that we should accept the Krakoans. They have a role here. They're part of our community. Um, they're my, they're our cousins, but they need to learn what the fuck is up. And the way that they hold the Great Ring accountable is they always know that they can be challenged and killed. Yeah. And that's exactly you how Or got it. Be challenged and killed. And that's exactly how Or got it. Or was like, I didn't fuck with the uh, the seat of laws decisions prior, and so I chopped his fucking head off and put it in a box. And now I have it. <laughs> that's how Tarn got his seat. Iska was give, was nepotism given her seat. Um, that's how Storm got her seat. That's how Magneto got his seat. That's how everybody got their seats. I know we're about to get an issue of all Iska. This is like his, Iska's history of like betraying people back to back. Um, yeah. And her her commitment to her sister is so sad, knowing that how often she's had to betray her. Because it seems like people hate that she's gonna. Go ahead. Nothing. No, go ahead, because I didn't really have fun. Yeah, because Angela Bassett... It seems like people hate Esca more as much as they hated Tarn. And that's what's also really concerning mm-hmm. about what's been going on lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she what really I'm had. confused about is, since Genesis abandoned her seat, and they just gave it to Iska, how, was she ever challenged? I feel like no one would challenge Iska because they know what's going to happen. But then that's not a, a, a Baraco either. It's not, but that's also why it seems Aura Serrata don't fucking like her. Because this whole issue, Aura was dragging the shit out of her and was like, we can fight about it. And then Iska's like, watch what happens. You turn the eye on me. You can go blind, sis. And Aura was like, I'll still do it. Because technically... Uh, Brown Bobby beat Iska by forcing her to lose by winning. Yeah. Conceptual powers in their loopholes. She has loopholes. And it seems like if all of Morocco turns on her, that's the that's the uh, caveat. If all of Morocco turns on her, she will have to change her mind. She can never commit to anything. She can never lose. And so in a situation where there's not one-on-one battles, it seems to be if she's facing an army by herself and the odds say that Literally, if you don't win by accordance of like, so I do have a question. Which I'm battling only, or in situations where there's no fights, or you would have to change your personality to win. Elaborate. So I know that Iska has the power to basically always win or whatever. But how does that work? Is that like a probability thing, or how does like?
it's everything. It's it seems to be probability. It enhances her whenever she needs to be enhanced. It controls minds. Okay. It shifts. I think it positions reality so that she's always in a position of winning. And I'm gonna be specific. It doesn't seem her power is to always win. It seems to be her power is to never lose. And the caveat there is like interesting. Because it's like, why are you like the power to see the future? Are you seeing so probability? Or are you seeing choices and their ramifications? Like cause and effect versus what's okay. most likely to happen. Because I was like, right. Yeah. It's like she'll never be in a situation where she flies to a planet that's about to explode. Or she might. They have a weird caveat to her power is that she can still die and she can still. There's like death and like a bunch of other things are still options for her because you don't lose to like disease. You just get a disease and die. And you don't lose if the universe ends. It just ends. Those are like natural conditions. Uh, Aura Serrata seems to make a case that death is a loss. In fact, they say exactly that. That in the circle to lose, to lose is to yield or to die. Death then represents a loss. If you rise again after, it makes no difference to the loss. If a member of the Great Ring felled and the circle were to regain their life, they would not regain their seat. But I think that meant, like, death within conflict, though, because that is a loss. If someone murders you, you lost. Whereas if you die from, like, they can't die right. from old age. I think they clarified, like even also the, here, that's all been said in this comic is, that, number, is right? that not all Iraqi are immortal. Immortal. Well, he's considered just the I mean, best he's of them not are. technically uh, a Rocky, but he's a Rocky, but he's not like a mute, right? Well, he says he it's is a mute, but he's right. not. He just he says he's a Rocky, and he seems to dictate that he's a mutant by ethnicity, but they, he said he doesn't have a mutant weapon. And they clarified in other issues that a mutant weapon is explicitly okay. having, like, having a weapon doesn't mean you have no power. It means you have a power that does not inflict yeah, harm. You can't use it to protect yourself. And in much the same way that uh, weaponless Zen, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Um, her power is to paint with the truth, which is not really an offensive power that you can use against somebody. But it's great for investigations. Um, yeah. And she detected someone and who was lying to her. She is uh, Fisher King's daughter. She got, um, she went to the, the bio school okay. and got, um, got given weapons abilities, but not, um, not a mutant weapon. So it's her sores are like flesh appendages, I think they said. Right. It's like she yeah, grows sores from her, her flesh and they're like, ba da 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 both weapons, uh, both batons. Right. So, Within that, it seems to be that the Fisher King has an ability because he is a mutant. They just don't talk about what it is. It seems to be his ability to control the tides of people. He can make them act um, in his favor. So it's very much like what's his face? Not Mimic. It was Mimic his name. He's a part of Tag. Mimic. Nah, nah. It's a mutant who has the power. He's not oh, a full oh. shapeshifter. He just becomes sort of like you, and then he makes you like him. Oh, uh, Morph. Morph, yeah. So, like, his whole power is that he just makes you like him. So where is that, what is he that, like, where is that Lake Esker's power? 
I'm sorry? We're, I want to have him and Iskra's power to rub up against each other. So I think his power would just represent in itself that, like, Iska just... I think it would make Iska succumb to whatever he wants her to do. Because that seems to be the exact case for whenever she changes color, is her power makes her succumb. But it also makes everyone accept her. Like, the X-Men couldn't just go, you can't join our side, we don't fucking like you. They had to accept her. Something would happen where they would have to accept her. Yeah. With the X-Men, they didn't want to fight the war in the first place. So they were like, yeah, we want to integrate them. So there will always be a circumstance where she can change sides and successfully be the only person to go. Like, she went over to Amenth, uh, the Amenthi side, and had to fight on their side with Tarn. And it seems to be it was done by making her and Tarn friends. I don't know, it's a very complicated power, but I did listen to Cerebro, and I did hear Connor's pitch, which was that the night we've already seen the uh, Table Knight. And they suspect that the Fisher King is a part of Table Knight. Now, we have actually seen Table Knight appear on panel. That first time we saw the Great Ring introduced, mm-hmm. and uh, Daddy Idol was um, making a plea towards the rest of the council, That's that there was a panel where he was in front of the nine members that we know of of the Great Ring, and then the table extended behind him, and then the, the panel where you see him from the front, there are three people seated behind him in shadow. So we've seen Table Knight on panel. We just didn't know who the fuck they were. And they were sh- shadowed. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and to to your point, Connor also suggested that the um, was it Connor or was it somebody else that um, the Fisher King is on Table Knight with a couple others who vote through um, through Zylo as the Table of History since Table Knight is not recorded because. Table day, not table day, table dusk has two seats that are not um, in charge of anything, but they are quote unquote deferred to. I mean, they're not deferred to, but they're consulted. What that means is very particular. It's the difference between like being deferred means you have actionable decisions. Being consulted means that you are allowed to give observations, but those observations can be ignored to the people who have the power to act on it. Um, two of those seats are the table of arts, table of history, silo, the table of law. However, no, it's on the other side. It's table, whatever table uh, storm is, the environmental need. So the table, the uh, seat of all things below, which is the sea, and the table of all things, um, I think above us is Atuka, right? Mm-hmm. So they are the two who are consulted. They are not deferred to. They made no decisions, and yet they submit votes. Those two things don't act. They don't add up. They don't add up. <laughs> so I, I believe it's not explicitly they can, are consulted to the council. They are consulted to the table night. Uh, I think that would be... Because... Uh, my friend and I had a conversation about this, because table night is not their votes are not recorded. Their identities are not recorded. They specifically, explicitly say that all the members of the Great Ring have always and will always be Omega-level mutants. And then they put a caveat, but Table Knight is not recorded. So 
Table Knight doesn't have to necessarily be Omega level mutants. That's one. Two, the people, the person who is part of the Great Ring, who decides on what's recorded is the table. Uh, I'm sorry, is the seat of history, which is Xylos spot. So if something is not recorded and the decision to not record it is being made, it's Xylo that's making that decision, which would mean that he would have to be the voice of the table for night. He's also the only original member of Okara still on the council for Araka. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I submitted Latuka because Latuka knows. Mm-hmm. Latuka knows everything. There's not a thing Latuka doesn't know. Idol might know a little bit, but Idol isn't her father. He's haven't talked about what happened to her dad, but that's going to happen eventually. Latuka would know. Uh, exactly. Latuka would know. Sabunar don't say shit if they don't involve the seas. Sabunar hasn't talked in a while, but I did see that preview for uh, for AVX. Um, not AVX, it's Axe, the accident. And Ernos <laughs> coming down to Araco <laughs> and facing off against the Great Ring is going to be brilliant. Oh, it's going to be hot. Great Ring is going to gather the girls. We're walking, talking, cash shit. Someone are going to get in that ass. Somebody's going to walk up to Iska and make a poor life decision. I think Iska is going to turn. Uh, Eternal's protocol. Hopefully, shit. hopefully it's Karnak. Karnak. That's not oh, sorry, eternal. I'm sorry, Inhuman. Sorry, wrong people. Same same abilities. Really not. <laughs> really not. They're all trash to me. All trash people. All see, see, people. I feel like you need to give them respects on the scope of an Eternal's abilities because they have everything. That's the whole grab bag. They're all stronger Monet's and Quas. Perhaps. Perhaps. I know Cersei's probably going to end up fighting um, Storm. Or at least Jean. One of the two. The girl is going to fight. Maybe Athena. It's going to be Athena. Athena and Storm going to fight. Athena. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Or, 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 or fake Wonder Woman to fight Storm. <laughs> yeah, I hope they copy that exact scene in the verses where uh, Storm stabs Diana in the chest. <laughs> I, I, re- I really so, hope Storm. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know how I feel about those, those uh, fucking uh, blades. I mean, she, she's she's cute. She's cute for Angelina Jolie. You don't like Thina? You don't like Miss um, Love Is Love? <laughs> uh, you know, um, they say ugly niggas got the best dick. You don't like Miss I Fuck say. Monsters? <laughs> You know, Dina, if you're looking for a mutant, it's a plus. Araco got plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I feel like we need more. I'm happy we didn't get any Abigail Miranda's cop issue, but this is telling me that bitch is plotting. Uh, you know, if you let... Just fuck her and her tragic mulatto ass. Or her Connor. Well, Orbis Solaris and Abigail are working together. Orbis Solaris, yeah, that's why he voted against resurrecting Shonda. Yeah. And that's why we also know that they had plans for the Empire um, that required Chandra to not be alive. Their issue is they keep thinking that Storm will wait for you to do anything. Like, Abigail Brand, I think, has an idea about how 
Arako and Krakoa work that isn't realistic to what Ashley they're doing. Like, Krakoa would never wait, and the five is not connected to the council. So whatever that was, it wasn't a smart idea to contend and think that Chandra would be beyond resurrection, you know? Or that, that Krakoa would even ask or entertain permission. I think there's a second ploy there, maybe, that potentially they're going to try to invalidate the rule. Like, basically start an uprising, because now you have an empress who cannot be overturned. Like, she's an immortal now. She can't ever leave the throne. And that means every political party, they were right, every political party would have an uprising about that, because there's no passage of power. It sounds like a personal problem. To it, do, it is. It is a personal problem. Um, maybe thought about think about that before you resurrect a mutant. <laughs> How about so that? sorry. Sucks to suck. Anyways, excellent issue. Excellent issue. Can't wait for the next one. Um, waiting patiently for Lactuka to meet her son, her nephew. The, so they can gallop across the galaxy. Is Shiro coming to X-Men Red or is Shiro going to Knights of X. I think he'd come to X-Men Ray because they have some unfinished business on Arako. Because mm-hmm. it also seems wrong. I cannot. It also seems wrong. Slide is coming also, too. How big is this damn team going to be? wait. Big as hell. Because I still... I cannot wait. Oh, Gentle's not coming. Gentle's mm. not mm-hmm. coming. I just realized he can't. Because I suspect that the X-Men revolt is actually going to let in, like, four, the top four winners. So I it's going to be... That- I said that too, and some bitch on Twitter argued with me, like, no, they're only going to pick one and a whole bunch of other new. They're not going to do that. It would be too invalidating. Yeah, it would cause nothing but a flame war. It's a better idea just to choose people everyone voted for because you already have the storyline starting with Gene, Scott, and Sync. And right. plus, you get Monet in there, and you already got the romantic dynamic there. Right. And like Monet learning that this Sync is completely different than the Sync that she always knew. Then you get Firestar being the Uncle Tom on the team, the annoying conflict. Uh, and then you get Gentle, and you get... Gentle was, like, number four, right, in the vote? Last we checked. And why Firestar so. work for Orcus or some bullshit? Kill the bitch. Kill her. Kill her with her own power. Give her cancer again. I mean, <laughs> she can kill herself with her own power. Microwave. Air Fryer. That really should be her name, Air Fryer. It sounds like fire. She flies no. a lot. I was, I was gonna say George Foreman grill, but whatever. Spit roast. Really? Uh uh-uh. that what? sounds like a fun time. <laughs> I haven't been spit roasted before, but I think it is. You haven't? I haven't, unfortunately. Orion. I hate that for you. I hate it for me as well. Everyone Have you says been, um spit roasted, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> have, yes. I, have, have I been spit roasted? <laughs> um, that's when you have a dick in your mouth and dick your ass. Yes, I cannot confirm or deny that. Yes. Okay, so that's a confirm. Okay, great. Open your mouth in front of the camera <laughs> so we can see what the bruising looks like, and that'll tell us. Um, first of all, I don't bruise. My mom ain't raised no punk bitch. That's the best fact I ever learned from TikTok is that dentists can tell if you are um, <laughs> giving throat. And you've been sucking dick. Because they see even the bruising <laughs> in the back of your throat when they shine a light on it. <laughs> they be like, girl, what was you doing yesterday? 
It's like this, especially if it smells like bleach in there. <laughs> Your doctor, if you have to go to get a, um, you can get that, you know, inspection. They can probably tell. Oh, a prostate exam? Yeah. Not really. Aw, that would have been a good meme. Okay, so we're going to leap into our next section. Do we want to take a break? No, we we keep going. I think doesn't somewhere have someone have to be somewhere. I have a, I have somewhere. To I have to be somewhere. I got two, y'all. I got two cookouts to go to back to back. One with my family. I gotta go help my parents. One's with my oldins. You know my OGs, and we'll be drinking instead of fireworks and having a good old ratchet time. So, welcome back to the circuit party. Yeah, you left him hanging. You left Thank him you, Monte. Showtime was uh, distracted. <laughs> Sorry, my fur child was being annoying. I locked the one upstairs. Listen, ain't a party unless we hit the soundtrack. Okay, so. This week's circuit party, as you heard earlier, we will be discussing the political ramifications of Krakoa becoming a part of the United Nations and thus invalidating almost all of their wartime abilities when fighting against anyone on Earth. If you guys don't know that the United Nations have very clear guidelines about what you can and cannot do, not just to your people, but also in times of war. So there's lots of little situations like you know, you're not allowed to use flamethrowers and you're not allowed to use um, anything that would constitute as psychological warfare, which means all pyrokinetics like Sunfire and, well, Firestar would never fight in a war for mutants. She don't really fuck with us like that. Uh, but telepaths would not be allowed to mind control anyone or really do that's, anything. That's ghetto. Yeah, it's really ghetto. That's ghetto. If we can't do, use telepathy, what what can what else can well, we do? Well, you can use that's it too for communication that's, and you can use it for espionage. Sad. Espionage is still okay. However, it does bring up the question of by trying to play in line with the world, even though as we've seen like Russia and other places will not validify like the United Nations observations that the mutants nation is real um by trying to play along with that we have now lost a lot of our powers and Krakoa has lost a lot of their potential to win any war against humankind so my question to y'all is do we think that these types of things will come into issue and how do we think we uh Krakoa could rectify it if going to war with say Britain or Russia or Orcus and do we think that Orcus is potentially capable of using the guidelines that prevent like major nuclear weapons against Krakoa in those wars. Diplomacy is not going to outdo or outpace Krakoa's um, sovereignty as a, as a, as itself being a weapon of mass destruction. Every person on their fucking Island, islands and planet has the, the capacity to be able to defeat multiple human beings at once. So, it's like, and that's inherent to who they are as a people. So, like, you can't can't negate that with diplomacy. True, true. Does you remember back in Wolverine the X Men when Krakoa used to kill people who try to come to the school? Remember that happens. Why won't you do it again, Krakoa? Why are you so lazy? Wow. 
All I know is when it was on that school, if you set foot there and and Krakoa knew you weren't supposed to be, Krakoa would butcher you. <laughs> it's the reason why RK couldn't get those kids for that fucking Avengers world or that Avengers uh, Academy or what was it called? What did he call it? The only they made a bunch of kids fight to the death and it traumatized Nico Minoru, made her lose her arm. It was arcade doing his was Hunger it a, Games. Was shit. it Avengers Academy? It was like Avengers, Avengers Arena. Avengers Arena. Thank you. Avengers Arena. The whole first chapter issue, he says, Why are you all here? Is it because, like, the Xavier Institute or the Gene Gray Institute had two, like, had better security than all of you combined and we really just couldn't get to those kids? Yes. <laughs> it was like, Yes, it's exactly that. Krakoa and then the Danger Room defenses. And then, like, they have a bunch of better systems. And now, just watch um, Krakoa get invaded left and right. It's sad. Repeat the question to me again. <laughs> I don't know. Vontae? We're discussing, do we foresee the, the act of Krakoa becoming a part of the United Nations, preventing them from, like, um, fighting and as, because, to, at the full capacity? Um, like, one, should we... When you, do you see that being an issue? Two, it's like they're already trying to be a sovereign nation or, you know, whatever. So it's like, it, they're definitely going to give them hell. It's definitely going to be a lot of stipulations. I see it kind of going in the same way that they kind of did, like... Um, I don't know if this is probably a good um I don't know if this is probably a good comparison, but kind of how like they did in Young Justice, where they were kind of having like they was kind of giving the Atlanteans and Themiscarians hell and shit like that. I can foresee it going in that in that direction. So I don't know. And if it comes down to war, um I honestly couldn't give you an, an answer. I think that it's definitely going to be, it's definitely going to be bad for Coca-Cola because it's like they're not, they have all these stipulations and shit that's going to come along with them being a part of the, the United Nations. Seriously, I. I really think, I think they, yeah, I, I, Okawa can just... Because I was going to say, like, you, say, I can definitely see Y'all can't beat us up no way. Well, I think so Arako would do that. Because Arako I, would. I do feel like Krakoa, even though they are... Um, the, 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 the mission has changed, they're still in the same spot with, like, Xavier's dream where they're like, okay, well, we're not going to kill any humans. We're going to, you know, try to handle things this way. Like, I, I just... I feel like it's not... Like they're not Kokoa's not gonna give big big energy. Yeah. I hope in Immortal X when we see Storm boarding like an Iraqi. I hope when asked the question, should we go to war? Storm finally stands up and just goes, I went to war with the Inhumans. Yeah. I went to war with the Avengers. The mainstay between these two is that all of them used to be humans. Fuck those niggas. Kill them. <laughs> Kill them all. I'll make the I'll make a tempest right now. I can wipe them all out for the end of the day. <laughs> they will all be gone. Climate change is almost always awesome. there. Like, let's just do it. I've been saying forever. I want to see her destroy a planet. I mean, that would be fair mm-hmm. also. You know, she probably wouldn't. That's just like kind of gets her like. Morality, like, well, you know, 
it used to be, but we've seen some subtle changes in her morality as of lately. Um, I think that's the whole point of X-Men Red also seems to be like the gradual shift in like how we interpret Storm because this is the most active she's been as a leader, I'm going to say, period. Um, X-Men Volume 4, she did a lot of like dithering and like trying to be really political about it and like a lot of structured actions that were like, she wasn't morphing as a character as much. And this, I feel the ripples of like her actions. Ewing is doing a great job of showcasing like this is someone who's now releasing herself from like the political structure and going politics actually prevent a lot more than a change. And I can do a lot more with one decisive action period because I'm a God and I have the power to do that. Then I can, by just talking to people and waiting for them to see it from my point of view. She's tried that a thousand one times. It does not work. And now we're seeing her pull a lot less punches. She might not actually kill a human right now. I think if given the clemency to go up against something as an Iraqi, I think we'll see Storm put to test. They put to test the entire thing of like thinking that Xavier was always right about everything he taught her, especially as she gets closer with Magneto. Sometimes you just gotta die, you know? Sometimes you gotta break UN charters. Sometimes you gotta teach people a lesson. Sometimes you gotta throw an uh, airship in the middle of the sky into the sun just because you can, because you can do it. I prefer that type of um, big, big energy. Sometimes Personally. you need to rip all Sometimes oxygen out from an air shuttle um, and just watch all the people in there suffocate to death. Um. Sometimes you gotta increase the pressure within a little limited space until everyone's head explodes. You know, these are the things you have to deal with, Henry. Mm-hmm. Baby, why are you like this? Why did uh, I fall to the dark side? I told everyone, don't let me be a Jedi. I will fall instantly. I I am highly susceptible to passion and emotion. Um, and so I will often fall to the dark side. If I was a telepath, I would abuse that shit in a heartbeat. That's why I keep out that Discord, because I said that um, in the Eternals movie, Druid wasn't doing anything wrong. Not really. No, he wasn't. No, he, he really made wasn't. one rule, is that you're not allowed to fight here. And he enforced that with his powers. Not really a bad thing. There's no racism there. No, I don't think, I don't think he did anything bad existentially either. I just think that, like, you know, kind of like, he kind of took some people's their autonomy, but it wasn't like because he was trying to be mean. It was just like trying to save y'all from yourselves because y'all are really going to fuck this up. So, uh, yeah. I will say the thing we saw, which was him making them fight, was supposed to be seen as a bad thing, like him overstepping the line. And he bounced right back right after he did it. He was trying to make them coordinate the fight to protect themselves. And he was like, you can't make people fight if they don't want to fight. You you raise them all to be pacifists. Let them be the pacifists that you taught them to be. And if they run, they run. Yeah, pretty much. All the same, the X-Men were raised to be warriors. And so if they had to burn down some United Nations troops, they might have to do that. The United Nations has no ar- army. Yeah, they don't. Um, they have fines. <laughs> <laughs> they have fines for a country with no commerce. 
mm-hmm. where they have nothing but successful businesses uh, to just throw money at any problem that comes up against them. The entire nation's economy is dedicated to just throwing money at people. See what happens when you're the only country unshackled by capitalism? Well, is Krakoa unshackled by capitalism? Hell no. Or does it just weaponize it? Mysterium is proving when they are not unshackled by uh, capitalism. Mysterium and the Krakoan flower. Yeah. And no, no, also, like built off of like, yeah, they not at all, not no. at all. I really feel like we got cheated by that Xbox um, not being better because I really think it was a good idea. I think maybe it was just a good idea, wrong timing with that book because I think a book about ex-capitalism. Maybe it didn't need to be a graphic novel. Maybe it needs to be a book, like a novelization. I think Destiny of X could benefit from just some of these things actually being a book. Or just leaning more into like the vertical aspects of just being like a vertical book where it's just like like a V for Vendetta situation of one graphic novel all together put out as a graphic novel. I don't know. But any other thoughts? No, I don't have any. We didn't make any sex jokes. Um with pheromone, with, with Wallflower using her power to make the entire army horny be a violation. I don't know. Yes, that would be a violation. All right. We're done. <laughs> wow. What are we looking forward to for next week? I don't know. Child, we don't never have this damn. We had it. <laughs> the one time I had it prepared, it was wrong. Okay? Last week, it was wrong. We and so this shit up. I don't take the initiative anymore with that because it was wrong last time. Like, shit. <laughs> Fuck, I'm over here trying to see if I can find it in my damn email because... Amazon be telling me this shit every fucking week. I mean, it's saying Black Panther. Oh, wait, no. Is this the right book? I know Sabretooth is one of them. No, Sabretooth is next. I think part five is, I mean, the uh, fifth issue is next week. The final issue is next week. I see, I see um, Legion of X. Why are they combining? This list is completely wrong, I feel like. Because it's like the dates aren't all together. Nothing is ready. Okay, I see Strange Academy, Sabretooth, Excellent, Ghost Rider. And I don't know, is is the Ghost Rider series following our favorite Ghost Rider? Our favorite Ghost Riders, there's two. There's Robbie, and then there's um, the Sorcerer Supreme Ghost Rider. Kushala? Yeah. I love her. I love her design. Uh, I'm not reading the current Ghost Rider run, so I do not know. I don't know if, because I know she's going to be in the Midnight Suns uh, relaunch. Because I, I love her. She's so excellent. She's so great. Um, let's see what we got in July. More what if Miles Morales. Listen, that, that what if book deserved all the heat it got. Mm-hmm. Where if Miles Morales was Thor, that shit got all the heat and it needed it. It needed it. It really did. It really did. It rightfully fucking so. It sure did. It I read it. So. I saw the preview. I thought, oh, maybe it's just one joke. No. No, it wasn't. I thought I was like, oh, by Odin's uh, by Odin's pay. Like, oh, ha, ha, it's just a one more. No. It's the entire book. It's just, this is why Milestone was made. Y'all know that, right? Mm-hmm. 
Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number two, comes out next week. Dripping. Frankly, fucking Charles, that awful ass book. They donated the uh, the the writer donated all their um, profits to a black charity, quote unquote. But I feel like I feel like Medina uh, Ziegler was not uh, Medina. I think it was or Ziegler, one or the other. I think too many people are crowding on one person for a decision when it was clearly a whole team of people in the room who made that decision. Clearly, a whole team of people in that room made that decision, and. They use the writer as scapegoat. Just like how Leo Williams got scapegoated with the prodigy shit. But I'm like, there were multiple people behind that. No, that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely correct. Did we say Legion of X number three? Um, yeah, Legion of X number three is coming out. Black Panther is coming out with Storm in it. Uh, Carnage number four. I know we're not a Spider-Man podcast, but like I've enjoyed a lot of the recent symbiote stuff. Are we also are we also getting Spider Queer soon? Spider Queer, what that is? Spider Queer. You know, it's the gay film, film gay Spider-Man. Um, I've never heard of this. You guys didn't know? Spider Punk? No. Spider Girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not Spider Punk. It's literally, um, they announced that the first gay Spider Man is being dropped. And he is going to be them. Like, they had a, he had a whole, the writer and creator, I had a whole conversation with. Like, he didn't know, like, should the first queer Spider-Man be, like, femme and flamboyant? Because people would see that as a stereotype. But then he realized, like, it's not my job to, like, create a Spider-Man that represents all gay people. I just want to make one character that's one contribution to one experience. And it's on Marvel to then flesh that out and make more characters fit other things. Very much how, how people are dragging the Iceman comic that we're not covering. Oh, we don't know her. There's an Iceman comic? <laughs> yeah, it's on, um, it's on Marvel Unlimited. Oh, so for why. Pride Month, you know, Marvel Unlimited drops weekly. Um, so for Pride Month, each week they dropped an issue of an unlimited, co- like the Infinity Scroll comic oh my God. Um, on Iceman. I don't particularly like the artwork because it's giving very like um, youthful, like for the kids cartoony. So I didn't particularly but like also that. Also being like Iceman hooking up, going to circuit parties, getting his back blown out by Inhumans. Right. It's not, it, we're, we're good. No, thank you. I know they don't expect me to think that Bobby is anything other than a bottom in this comic. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> but the whole issue is like people are upset because Bobby is being very flamboyantly sexual and like he's his costume and it is very much showing skin. Uh, and they're like, oh, it's a gay stereotype. He's very promiscuous right now. And people are just going like, yeah. He is, he just came out like two, three years ago. He's enjoying his sexuality. He's single. Like, yeah, there's, there's gay men who do that. But the whole argument people have is that why does he be so stereotypical? I never really liked those arguments as much as I'm like, these are characters who are representing one aspect. There is some things that can be said, like, again, Prodigy's a snow queen. Uh, but that's more so a joke. 
than it is anything else because we are making observations about the things the authors and writers did not realize they were doing rather than an intentional action to showcase the characterization of how this character participates in his lifestyle. We're not all coffee shop gays. That's a read. And I love that we're not a model. Yes, yes. Some of us suck dick and do it maybe three times a night. But it's also like the idea that like yes. queer people aren't hypersexual either because of how we have better language around sex. Like this whole anal, this whole anal sex debate. Those are that that's a straight people problem. We're like we're so past that in our lexicon of conversation around anal sex that we're not even having those type of conversations anymore about it. Like, is it supposed to stay open this long, girl? We've been doing it since 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 uh, ancient Rome, girl. Since fucking Kemet, bitch. We've been fucking each other in the ass for a very long time, girl. Since the Zulu Nation, we've been fucking in the ass. Right. We're pretty good at this, okay? So y'all struggle over there with your cishet men who are dumb and emotionally unintelligent, and you figure anal sex. Like, and it's not that men are like gay men in their growing pains as top are terrible at anal sex, but imagine being cisgendered and heterosexual trying to have, oh, girl. I, oh, uh, that's ghetto. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. really ghetto. It's really unfortunate. And y'all are dumb to be giving up your ass to straight men. That should start there. It it sounds worse than being a flat skin, and I don't know how much worse that is. It's, it's like, like being like, a Cohen. Yeah, it's like, it's just oh. dumb. Like, I would, like, this is, this is, and, and this is particularly aimed at cisgendered women. You have a whole vagina. If I had a whole vagina, do you really think I'd be having anal sex? I would be ran through. Child, for real. This pussy got miles. Right. I would right have you have a whole opening that is literally designed for intake right. and outtake. Why do you want right. to get like, used to anal so much? It's just, is the other whole board. But you know what? It's your body. Vaginal stimulation sounds so much better than dick stimulation. Like, it's ghetto over here, child. Why would you want... Multiple orgasms, uh, nerve endings out the wazoo, creaming. Right. (laughs) Like, you're like, man, like having the balanced meals to have sex. Why are you doing... Why are y'all oppressing yourselves? You're weird. That's what straight people like. That's what straight people like. We teach vaginas to shrink themselves. Make they them so small. They concern me. Like why we say, you, like... you have ambition, but not too much, or else you're emasculating the anus. Right. That's a. It's Ramonda Adichie. Yes, I'm. And, and, I, am, <laughs> and, I, am, and I am very. Sex That's positive. a turf, friend. Like, like, I know Ramonda Adichie is a turf, and that is why we right. will we will take her statements and do whatever we want with them. <laughs> <laughs> and the white people won't don't have to get rid of Harry Potter, even though I have I could provide you ten books that are better than Harry Potter. I'm not getting up that cold. And all by black people. And all by black people. Mm-hmm. Black inches. Black inches is a great book. And for not Tamora Pierce is a queen. All right. You, and even if you don't want to slide over to the blacks, you know who's significantly better than um Joanne the Scare? Ricky. Yes. However, <laughs> uh, K.A. Applegate child, who wrote uh, the damn Animorphs books. Before we go, let me ask our, our closing statement. Say your favorite um, fantasy or fiction author who is not J.K. Rowling. Actually, mm-hmm. choose a 
You can choose a white woman if you want. It's fine. Because some of those white, again, it's more Pierce, fucking killed it. Um, Ursula Le Guin, fucking killed it. Diane Duane, okay. fucking killed it. So mine is actually Dwayne McDuffie. Ooh. I'm gonna say something shady. Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite, but I know who's better than J.K. Rowling. It's sad to say this. I forgive me, and I hope you guys are holding your hands over your hearts. Um, you gotta be some kind of like terrible person if I think if Rob Liefeld is better than you. Girl, at that bar is in hell. I'm just saying, Rowling, I wouldn't take that if I were you. You better come back, girl. They beating your ass. It's not wrong, though. It's not wrong. It's not wrong, but sis, I mean, you gotta do something. You gotta do something with your checks, baby. Um, I I don't really think that is the most accurate that I see. Dante, who you be reading? I don't think I have. There are so many people better than J.K. Rowling who are just terrible. So but many- anywho, uh, Jay Jerton, I love you, baby. I meant no shade, except I don't think you'd be fighting niggas. We'll talk about it later, baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great episode. This has been Hello KRKA Radio. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Be on the lookout for any new um things we have coming, any announcements, any news, or just shoot the shit with us. We're all very, I was going to say nice, but we are very present. We we might share some of our nudes. No, I'm, I'm, we're not going to do that. All my nudes are on account. I do have an account. Yeah, same. We have individual accounts that we can share nudes from, but we're not going to do that. We have our account, oh, no, our account a professional um, account, and all accounts. If you are a top with a heavy penis and over the age of 25, my DMs are open. If you like marathon um, sex, hit me up. I'll yeah. go for at least two hours. If you're a top that wants to be ran through, come and see me. <laughs> um, I am a side top. Keep that in mind. Uh, There's one thing that's off the table. <laughs> Everything else is on the table. We you will not get that black ass. <laughs> we are slutting out top. So we sucking dick. Fucking top, slutting them out. To get everybody's man. And let me tell you, you being a top does not mean that you are that um, you are excluded from my my pool of niggas that I may engage with. You just ain't fucking me. So we're clear. You yeah, will not touch top, this black on. ass. You might lick it, but you will not touch this black ass. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you guys for wasting your time with us. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.